Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are glad to have you here with us today. It has been a little bit of a circus for Angela and I to sit down at our mics, so that makes us all the more excited, really. You got to work for it, you know? It's that whole, like, sweat equity. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some serious sweat equity because to keep the room quiet... I've got all the doors closed and we have air conditioning. So I've got some mustache sweat (laughs) equity going on here. (laughs) Thankfully, I don't have any red lipstick on because that would be kind (laughs) of sloppy. (laughs) I assume what's going to come out of this is an amazing episode because that is just the way that life works, right? Oh, yeah. The harder it is. (laughs) Well, I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. Glad to be here with you today joined by my beautiful friend, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. A big special welcome to everybody listening who has joined us over on Patreon. If you haven't gone there yet, do check us out there, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. We would love for you to join us over there where you show us your love. We show you our love. We have free copies of our digital cookbooks and monthly get togethers online, not in person because that would be illegal. We are law-abiding citizens. In the spirit of better, not more, which is actually going to be our topic of discussion today. We Mm -hmm. are excited that today's episode is brought to you by companies that embody that philosophy very well. Today's episode is brought to you by Toops & Co., which, as you guys know, is your one-stop shop for all your organic, natural skincare and makeup needs. So this is a great place to go when you're needing to eliminate toxins in your skincare and makeup. Emily and Trent have created an entire line of serums and soaps, deodorants, any makeup you want, eyeliner, eyeshadow, foundation, mascara, all that good stuff. They take the power of nature. They clean everything. They put it into these beautiful packaging. It's pristine, so good for your body, so good for the environment, and really, really good for your skin. So head on over to tubesandco.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKER for a 20% discount store-wide. So go have some fun. Instead of going to Target or Sephora, go fill your card up at Tubes and Co. You will love what you find. Yes, yes. I'm a, I love our Better Not More. I do too. Shtick. It's I like, do too. it's it's there it's for everything. It's life philosophy. Yeah. It is an excellent life philosophy. Um, you know what else is a, an excellent life philosophy? Baking uh, with einkorn. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bacon. <laughs> no. Well, bacon. Always bacon. Sorry, vegans. Bring on the bacon. Baking with einkorn. Uh, yes. It makes me so happy. Our show today is also brought to you by Jovial Foods. Last night for dinner... It was very hot in my kitchen. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I got out my tub of creamy, buttery, yellow einkorn flour. I went out to the herb garden, chopped some herbs, grabbed some eggs, and made some just fresh herb pasta because Mm -hmm. it was so beautiful. Jovial Foods is a company that supplies Shay and I and our fellow homemakers with the most gorgeous baking flours and foods. And they are most well known for einkorn, which is a high protein, weak gluten flour that bakes up buttery and rich. And Einkorn has literally in the last year changed 
the way I do my baking and the joy that I bring to my kitchen. It is such a pleasure to work with. They offer canned tomatoes and beans and olive oils and, of course, their flowers and einkorn wheat berries. If you have a grinder, you can grind them. This yes. company has an extreme love for high quality. We're talking some serious better, not more, which is mm-hmm. why we welcome them into our pantries and into our kitchens. So visit jovialfoods.com and enjoy free shipping, which is always really, really important to me. Shay, I don't know about it you, is. but free shipping feels like a little treat at the end of it my is. purchase. Like, fine, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. You got me. (laughs) Just don't make me pay for shipping. Um, Speaking of shipping, I Mm -hmm. Stuart bought me a new grain grinder for my birthday. That was my birthday present. I have this really old plastic one where I'm missing like three pieces on it and it doesn't really work anymore. But I love grinding fresh flour. So he bought me this really pretty wood one that's meant to like sit out on your counter. You know, it's like that pretty. But the problem is he my birthday was like middle of covid. And so like flour and grinders and like all these homemaking (laughs) supplies just went off the shelves. Yeah. So it's not even going to be here. It wasn't even going to ship until August and we ordered it in May. Wow. That's how long it was going to take them. I know. I was going to say, I haven't seen that. I'm trying to be patient. Now I'm trying to be patient. Yeah, Mm. exactly. I don't love that, but I do love our love comment for this week. So let's do that. It's nice to focus on the positive, isn't it? Our love Uh, comment this week (laughs) comes from (laughs) Nourished Minds over on Instagram. Thank you for staying in your lane. Let me just say (laughs) it is such a relief to be around two women who are wise, hilarious and have many insightful things to say. That is very kind of you to say nourished minds. I appreciate that. The two of you always make me think twice about my day, my attitude. And even yesterday, I made a few changes in my home per your podcast. Thank you for sticking to what you were set out to do, because I don't know how much more I can take of today's media and what's being thrown at us left and right. No pun intended. You two are such a healthy break from today's world. The media takes up my mental space and then I am not at my best for my family. And the two of you clear a healthy space for me to set out to do what I need to do. Thank you so much. Mm. You're on point in your element, in your zone. And I will kindly ask that you don't do anything different. (laughs) That is so sweet. I kind of feel a little (laughs) arrogant reading that because she said so many nice things. But I that's a great um, that's a great comment because it's so true, isn't it? All of us, the brain. The overwhelm, the constant just punch, punch, punch of information. And you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, hang with us because we are going to dive so deep into this today. And a big part of what we're going to talk about is eliminating that noise and clearing up that mental Mm -hmm. space. And I'm like, I have goosebumps, actually, because this is so on my heart right now. It's on both of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I wish you guys could be privy to mine and Angela's conversations that we have when we're not recording. Although these are very or, similar. Or blubber fests as, but, as, um, as it was this last week. Just yeah, lots of crying. Um, I have to tell you something was. sweet really quick about okay. the love okay. comment. Um, so I grabbed this the other day and I was like, oh, this is very kind. This is very kind. And and it felt good, quite frankly. Because it is what you and I are trying to do. We're trying to do it for ourselves through our own conversations that we're having live basically for everyone else. And 
we're happy when that comes to fruition for someone else. I got done. I typed it up. I looked at it and I was like, that's really kind. That looks really familiar. It's my sister. (gasps) Is it? (laughs) She changed her Instagram handle. She did. And I had forgotten that. Oh, thank you, Chelsea. This is so sweet. So I'm 10 years her senior. And I got to tell you, like that. I just so felt that's why so, it's so nice is because it's, it's family. so nice because it's my sister. But, you know, family can be easily your worst critic or that's I mean, she's true. Very generous. And and so here she's a younger mom, three small children at home. She's moved away. So she's far away. She's trying to do her best. Twelve hundred yeah. miles from family. And it really touched me. And yeah, I, yeah. When oh, I saw it with sweet. her, I'm like, well, that oh, just thanks, comes full Chelsea. circle then. I liked this comment before and now I really like it. Now I really like it. You know, it's funny. My little sister, uh, Ty, she came up for coffee the other day. She's a younger mom, has three young kids, a little younger Mm -hmm. than mine. She came up for coffee and she was just like, Shay, I started reading your Apple comments or your Apple reviews for your podcast. And she's like, I don't know how you do it. I was like, you don't read them, Ty. You don't don't read them. Like, and she's like, I got really defensive and just was like really angry for you. And I was just like, just look away. (laughs) Don't. Don't go there. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, ladies, let's cue the wine music and get into this, shall we? Let's do it. I love this song. It's got a very silly name, but I love this song. I feel like there's a button. No, it's it's duck in a box. <laughs> That is the name of the song. Okay. I know okay. my sister is doubled over laughing right now. But that is the name of the song. I am not kidding. Oh, On that note, Shay, what are you sipping? Today's uh, What We're Sipping segment is brought to you by our beloved Dry Farms. You guys know how much we love Dry Farms. We have a special link for you now to use for Dry Farms. Dryfarms.com forward slash homemaker chic. How much easier is that? Go there and check out their wines. These are natural wines, naturally yeasted, low sugar, low alcohol, dry. So that means the vineyards are not irrigated. Traditionally made wines. We're talking about the 1% of the 1%, right? Isn't that what we learned, Angela? We did. We did. And this is one of those better, not more. Stop drinking two bottles of wine. It's not good for you. It's not good for your body. Have a glass or two of a really good wine and just chill out. Okay. Okay. Now I'm off my soapbox. Um, okay. Today I am sipping <laughs> my little Frenchie goes. over Drum there <laughs> because it's not German this time. It's not Italian. It's French, which I get okay. really self-conscious about pronouncing in front of you. Uh, Matthew Affel. Is that how you would say Matthew Affel in French? Matthew. What is it? Uh, Matthew. Matthew. It looks like Matthew. Yeah, M A T H I E U, Matthew Apfel. Apfel. Yeah, I, I'm not so good with that name, but I don't think they have the TH sound. I think it's just going to be like a hard T. I could be wrong. Matthew Apfel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called Lean, L I E N. L I E N. It's a white wine. Okay. I don't even know what camera I'm pointing to. I know. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I see green glass, Jay. That's all I can see. 
just wagging my wine bottle. <laughs> L-I-E-N. How would you say that in French? Is there an apostrophe? No. Lean. 2018. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, it is. <laughs> 2018, you said? Gosh. Other languages, they're so what, hard. <laughs> what region is it from, Shay? Um, You're losing people. No. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't pronounce any of these words. The grape varieties are Jacqueline and Altice. <laughs> I'm sure that's you know really helpful. People Forget are scratching it. that down. Forget like. it. It's fruity. It's light. It's so good. I have so many white wines chilled right now in the freezer because it's just or in the fridge because it's so hot here. And um, this one is absolutely delicious. What you're going to notice, I think, in general with dry farm wines, especially the white wines, is they're just lighter. There's not that thick, sweet, syrupy aspect to them. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yes, I, I'm telling you. Once you learn more about why they do these wines the way yeah. they do, like it's kind of like enjoy your ignorance. Yeah, because well, you once can. you know, then you, you know, unknow. and it's yeah. over. It's true. Yep, that's a really that's really true. But yeah, mm-hmm. this is a good super tart, clean wine. So that is my type of that's my type of white wine. I have really good news because my box comes today. I've been out for about five days and I just checked my tracking number and my box of 12 bottles comes. So you can get three or six or 12 bottles delivered to your door monthly. You can choose white. You can choose red. You can choose red and white. You can choose rosé. You can choose bubbly. (laughs) And like Shay said, our special link is dryfarmwines forward slash homemaker chic. Yes. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Yep. That's so much easier. Now you don't even have to hunt down the show notes. I know. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Well, again, this company and and even like buying the 12 bottles, you know, it's not the same as buying your $6 bottle at the grocery store. It's a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but that's what I really want to talk about today because Okay, <clears throat> buckle up, ladies. Bottles of buckle wine. up. Here we're going for this. I'm pulling my chair up. We're we're I digging see you. in. Okay, She's getting situated. I am. So Angela and I sat down yesterday to record this podcast, and we both. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we say this a lot on the podcast. Uh, we both just ended up in tears. We were both mm-hmm. crying, and so you know what we. We just prayed and we turned off everything and we said, well, we're going to do this a different time. (laughs) See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. And I'm glad we did that because where my heart has been at grievously lately is Mm. frankly, just stretched too thin, overworked, busy all day long, hustling all day long, getting nothing done. Mm hmm. And I know you're kind of there too. Mm-hmm. So I'm throwing this topic on Angela. I spent some time really chewing on it in a book I love, which I'm going to share with you. But I'm prefacing this by saying, <laughs> poor Angela. I'm just like, we're going to talk about this. So uh, we're going to be just kind of hashing it out with you guys today. We're going to be talking about the pursuit of less. And that is a topic mm-hmm. From a book that I recommend everybody read, and it's called Essentialism 
we'll make sure to link it in the show notes. Essentialism. It's by Greg McCowan. And it's the little subtitle is The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Mm -hmm. I read this book a couple of years ago, picked it back up again a couple of days ago. And look how many dog ear pages I have in it. (laughs) Everything's underlined and and highlighted. (laughs) And we're going, we're talking within the home, like as per the homemaker. We're not talking about like, don't do so much garage sailing, don't have too many shoes, have a core wardrobe kind of a bit. Like we're, no, I mean, for me, we're just talking, for me, this is really yeah. about the mental space within my home. I mean, that's, yeah, I think what's getting the best of me lately. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. true of many homemakers right now. Mm-hmm. Many homemakers. Well, many homemakers have been thrust into just unforeseen circumstances, right? Yeah. Having to get a job or losing a job or having your kids home kids. or trying to find something to do with them or. Right. Right. Um, and a just lot of, the extra, yeah. you know, the extra um, mental chaos of being bombarded with what's happening in the world. I mean, it's, sure. it's very, very, I feel like, you know, we have surges in our culture where there's something really big going on and, and there's a lot of information coming our way. And yeah. we're in a situation right now where really there's like two big things going on. Yeah. And there's a lot of information and it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Let alone trying to nurture children and plan a menu and be kind, you know, in your, you know, (laughs) like really, it's just, it's just, um, it is a lot. And I would love to open this conversation by just saying to our fellow homemakers that if you feel like it's a lot, it's because it is like, can we just open the conversation with some validation that yeah. you're not a hormonal mess, you know, you're not this, you're not that. This is actually a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to just yeah, start I think there. So know? true. We uh mm-hmm. we went somewhere the other day. I can't say where, because it's mm-hmm. illegal, but we went somewhere. And uh I I made the comment that, you know, had Ma Ingalls been making this trip with her family, mm-hmm. it would have taken them three days by, by wagon, right. you know, to get there. Right. Think about the amount of time you had mentally to prepare for interactions or whatever it is that you were going to do. Mm-hmm. Now we can hop in the truck and be 30 miles away, you know, in no time at all. And you've only given yourself a very small pocket of time to move from one activity to the next. Right. And I think underlying all of that, especially for the homemaker, is this social pressure to fill your calendar because you can. You can get somewhere in your truck in 30 minutes. Therefore, there is no reason why you shouldn't. Mm. So built into this framework of our culture is just this severe social pressure to hustle. Mm-hmm. And if you're not maxed out, if you're not stretched thin, if you're not like, we're running from this to this to this, and then we've got this on Tuesdays and Thursdays, that there's something wrong with you. And that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. That's a bad cultural climate to raise a family in or to be in <laughs> in general. Well, and I think, you know, I'm just thinking as you're talking, you know, uh, as far as being really mentally overwhelmed and 
feeling like you don't have the headspace or the mental space, or you're just, you can't take on one more thing. You know, you're talking about my Ingalls having that time, you know, we, we don't have that time. So we can get in the car and go somewhere. We're hardly even prepared mentally or spiritually or emotionally for that next activity, for that next thing. I mean, think about like when you go on vacation, what's, what do people always joke? It takes you three days to unwind. Then you enjoy it for a day. Yeah. And then you head back. And then you start gearing up to come back. Like we don't, our minds are so bombarded, even just with trying to cram, like you're saying so many things in one day, we have an express checkout lane. So God forbid you just stand there and have yeah. some thoughts in the checkout lane. It's just faster, faster, get through, get to the next thing. Yeah. And and meanwhile, all this information is coming at you. Uh, right. So we we just watched this show called Alone. And Sue and I would watch. It's a so they take 10 people, survival people, a lot of them okay. ex-military or survival experts. They put them out somewhere and whoever survives the longest wins. I'm not saying I recommend that. I'm not saying that I want to have to hunt for every bite of food I have or basically starve myself to death. Um, Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But my lesson when I got done watching this show was, you know, they would build these makeshift shelters. They would boil a squirrel for supper and (laughs) breakfast the next day. They had so Mm -hmm. little. And they were so just focused on food and shelter and warmth. Those were like the trifecta, food, shelter, warmth, food, shelter, warmth. Now, it is a luxury to not have to think about those things. We spend literally almost zero effort thinking, am I going to be, is there going to be a shelter over my head tonight? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to get warm if I need to? Will there be food in my belly today? Now, I know that that's not true for a lot of people, but- It is true for the majority of people. We have to put so little effort into those things that we don't value them. Because it's like we were talking about before. Excuse me. There's no sweat equity in those things. Now, Mm -hmm. the flip side of that is what food do we feed and how do we feed it and how do we prepare it? And the grocery store and I have to go to Costco and, you know, how am I going to get that box into my car? And, oh, the septic system needs to be pumped. I mean, there's a billion noisy things that surround our food and our shelter and our warmth. Right. But it's not the thing in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. But I, but it, it brought that Socrates quote to my mind. Beware the barrenness of a busy life. Um, for some reason, when I think of this, I think of like, I haven't watched this, but I think the idea is true. Um, they're like the real housewives of pick your town. Um, that is a, that is a barren life in so many ways. And yet you Mm -hmm. can see these guys living out in the Arctic who would boy get a squirrel in their trap, you know? And it was just like, it was like they'd been given a million dollars because their needs were just so much more paired back to the essentials, you know? And so I guess here's my question to you. Okay. How do we know And how do we determine this is my biggest challenge with this. What are the right activities or what are the right things for us to invest in? So if we're talking about the pursuit of less, how do we identify what those things are that we should be pursuing? So 
I know Angela takes a second to think. Mm-hmm. She's Sorry. got her. She's gonna, well, I know she's got I, her thinking face on. I'm actually. I'm. I'm thinking. First of all, I'm thinking of the book My Side of the Mountain, which is great. Book okay. For yes. Children, children yes. and families to read. I love um, that book. A young boy that runs away from home and lives on some old family land in the mountain, and he has nothing but time. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets to know every bird and every rustle of leaf. Yes. And leaves in the trees. I mean, he has just so much time to take things in and, and get to know himself and his own feelings. I'm also thinking about how we as adults, we, you know, some of us really strongly encourage children to have independent time so that they can get to know themselves and that they can think and hash things out and sort things out. And I'm just like wondering, like, at what point did we decide we didn't need that? Yes. <laughs> Why is what's good for the goose not good for the gander or mm-hmm. the gosling, as it mm-hmm. were, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Naps, the quiet time. Of a busy life <laughs> yeah. is, that's mm-hmm. really a profound, beautiful, I mean, that really articulates it. Of course, yeah. Socrates, it would. Yeah. But it is a, a busy life is barren yeah there's there is something so sacred about contemplation and focus and intention and you you can't do that when you're just running around like a chicken with your head cut off big time can't so in determining what in in determining you know the pursuit of less or what the priorities are or should be for a homemaker or you know everybody's are going to be different uh, my initial reaction, my initial response is this starts with, you know, you have to identify where you're going, where you want to be, what kind of a person you want to be, what kind of children you're raising, mm-hmm. and then work backwards and mm-hmm. weed out the superfluous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge task. But you know but what? That's I just decided? like an initial like idea. <clears throat> but you know what I've what, what I've because I, I agree with you saying, OK, this we've just said, OK, for example, uh-huh. educating our children. That's going to be our priority. Okay. Right. That's one of our, that's one of our vital few as it were. Mm-hmm. When, um, and yet, and this is just full, uh, barren at all here. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I don't make the decisions that actually support that. Right. So my actions are really inconsistent with what I've already said are my priorities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Kind of disappointing. Stuart always, always tells me because you guys know my personality probably by now. If you don't, <clears throat> it's forward motion. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to, to check that in myself. Really trying to, to wrestle with that because Stuart always reminds me, you have 100% to give and that's all. You cannot give more than 100%. <laughs> so if you give 50% to this and 20% to this and 10% to this, that's great. And you get to determine the, what those things are for your family mm-hmm. and for you. But when you bring something else in, you have to give it a piece of that pie. And there's only one pie to give. Right. Anytime you say yes to something, there is going to be a trade-off. And I think this is really an important point because you have to ask yourself, what's the trade-off I'm going to make? So if you as a family decide we're going to go on vacation Mm -hmm. or we're going to do gymnastics in the fall or, you know, whatever it is, what's the trade-off of that? 
And we don't like to think about that because we want to have our cake and eat it too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the reality is there is always a trade-off and it's not honest to say that you can do both, that you can have it all. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think believing that you can do it all and believing, I've, I've probably said this before, that at some point you're going to arrive at some point you will be organized enough to do gardening season and stay on top of your laundry. At some point you'll have your act together enough to work full time outside the home and plan the menu and do the grocery shopping and have a garden, you know, like I feel like there's just this constant lie that the fault is our inadequacy. Yeah. And that is just so toxic. <laughs> it's so I mean, toxic. We, obviously, we are inadequate. We're, <clears throat> we're all inadequate people. But that the fault that it's just like, I'm going to do better. Tomorrow's yeah. going to be better. Yeah. Tomorrow. I just need to just, pull myself up. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. I have. I think I've come to terms a little bit with my house. It drives okay. me crazy when it's messy. It drives me crazy when there's pockets of chaos. Um, but I I do know that I can't do it all. Like my right. closet right now has two feet of clean laundry on the floor. That is so not me. I hate a messy closet. But I also have to look at what I've experienced as a family and a homesteader and a mom and a vehicle owner <laughs> <laughs> for the last 14 days and just acknowledge like, when would I have done that at midnight? Right. Yeah. You know, and it, that is my closet floor ref- right now is not a reflection on me as a human being. It's reflection on life. And I in in my own home, I'm not going to, um, you know, as a homemaker. Yes, I want flowers on the table. I, I love starched linens. I want things organized and tidy. I want my children to feel nurtured. But perfection is a lie. Yeah. And and it's also I cannot, a poison. I mean, it truly, a it's a poison. And it, it will rob your, you know, had I, were I letting, I'll just keep using my closet, my closet haunt me right now. It would be stealing my joy from the other things that I'm experiencing. This morning, I got up and weeded seven vegetable beds. They're spotless. Mm-hmm. But my clothes are still on my floor. I mean, the, there's a, a give and a take and an ebb and a flow. And again, this this culture of... uh constant media and image intake, I think just perpetuates that lie. It just feeds it that you don't have it together yet. So that's why you're um, failing here, there and everywhere. And there's that side of it. And then there's the the side of it um, that is a lack of self-control when we take on too much, Mm -hmm. you know, when Mm -hmm. we're we're trying to fill a gap or be a superwoman or do all the things or not acknowledging our humanness that, okay, if I want to take on this new hobby or this new something for a child or whatever in this quarter or this season of life, like you just said, then I do have to let go of, of X, Y, Z. Yeah. Cause it's too much. There's a really great quote in essentialism to run with that idea that says, It's about making our wisest possible investment of your Mm -hmm. time and energy in order to operate at the highest point of contribution by doing what's essential. 
So this, this book is all about figuring out what's essential for you. So to play on your, your situation, Mm -hmm. you have determined that what is one of the things that's absolutely essential for your family is that you, you grow some of your food. Mm -hmm. That is a priority for you. And that is something that will stand regardless of if a lot of other things fall away. Right. Yes. Therefore, it would stand to reason that it was a beneficial trade for you to take your energy and your time and invest it in your vegetable beds versus putting away your laundry. Because putting away laundry is nice and good, but putting away laundry is not essential in the same way that growing food would be essential. Right. And obviously these are going to look different listeners for whatever you have determined is essential for you. But, and this is something that's really hard for people like us to sit with. Mm -hmm. Saying yes to something is saying no to something else. Right? Yeah. We want to say yes to this and yes to this and yes to this. One of the questions he poses in the book that I really love is... He, he puts pits two questions up against each other. One is how can I do it all? I want to do this. Okay. I'll, I'll speak from my, I want to grow food. I want to homeschool my kids. I want to nurture my blog. I want to connect with my community, uh, through doTERRA. I want to do X, Y, Z, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that versus <laughs> what can I go big on? Like, what's my big piece of the pie? Because the way I think about it in my mind is if you cut this pie into 87 pieces, you just end up with a bunch of sucky pieces of pie. Right. They're falling apart. Yeah. (laughs) They can't hold it together. They cannot hold it Mm -hmm. together. So what do you, I mean, that's frankly hard. That's a hard question for me to ask. And maybe others can relate to that as well. What can I go big on versus how can I do it all? Mm -hmm. Because... We've talked about this, Angela, so many times. Like, I am hungry for life. I right. want all of it. I want vineyards in France. I want to, like, know how to do this skill and know how to do that skill. I want to do it all. I want to taste it all, see it all, know it all. Yep. That is uh, simply not for a human to do <laughs> at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So... He poses another really good question. What problem do you want? Hmm. That's a great question. Let's explore that a bit. You want to homeschool your kids? That's essential. Uh Uh-huh. That comes with problems, right? The problem with that is you're not going to have quiet time to do work. (laughs) That's your problem. Right. Your kids go to school. Problem with that, you have to get them out of the door by 730 every day. Uh huh. Right. And you have to make sure they carry something with them that starts with the letter Y on this third Wednesday of the month. (laughs) Seriously, I speak from experience. That was I was a really terrible school mom. I'm like, what's uniform? What's that? They have to wear socks. Um, Point is, every choice comes with problems, right? It all comes Mm -hmm. with a bite. What do you think about that? I think that's. um you know, it reminds me of just even with work, you know, when you're complaining about work and 
if you're complaining about the the problems with work, the downside, I think it's really important to go. That is part of the job description, you know, yeah. me being a YouTuber and the hell I've gone through this week with computers and hard drives and stuff like that. That's actually part of the job description. It's not just the fun part. It's not just the Ugh. artistic expression with my camera in the garden. It's also the other part. I it's hate part. Stu always tells me that when I get a really nasty comment, he's like, what did you expect? Mm-hmm. Like that comes with the territory. So like, I like what you're saying. Problem. I mean, the, the problem is also part of the hobby. The problem is also part of the the uh, cleaning task. Yeah. The problem is also part of the menu. You know, that mm-hmm. I love I love that. I'm very intrigued that you just said that. Mm-hmm. Like, what problems do you want? What problems do you want? For example. And then and I and then maybe even to to get in there and pull the weeds out even harder. What problems don't you want? Yeah. I mean, in in sorting out what your priorities are. Well, I don't want this problem. Okay, then nix that from your list. You know, mm-hmm. if I if those I are don't hard ever decisions wanted, to make. Though. Yeah. But like, if but but see, it's very easy for me because I mean, not easy for me like right now. OK, so I. um, What did I just say? Darn. <laughs> I, I don't remember about what. I don't know. I just totally lost <laughs> okay. my What problems my do you want? What problems what don't problems you, want? Do you want? That's where you were going with that. Um, so here, here's what came to my mind. Mm-hmm. We've been in this situation before where our less was money. Okay. We've both been in that situation. Yeah. Um, but when that was the case, I was not working at all. Com- completely. Oh, thanks, honey. Stu just brought me some bacon. Did he hear he just brought me bacon? some bacon. Bless him. Um, so there was a trade-off, right? Because mm-hmm. it meant less money financially when I wasn't working. The flip side was I was completely 100% available to my children all day, every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Which problem do I want? Do I want to deal with the financial problem of really having to scrape by? Or do I want the problem of you know, having to, to safeguard my time with my children a little bit more because of my work. Mm -hmm. And frankly, you guys, again, full disclosure, I feel like I have to reassess these questions every three months. I would say I hit this point where I'm like, what's happening here? What am I even doing? And that's where I'm at right now. And I don't have the answers. I, I am literally chewing on these right now because Life has problems. The choices you make have problems. And I am trying to do it all. I'm trying to go big on everything. I love this podcast so much. I want to go big on it. I love my blog. I want to go big on it. I love my work in doTERRA. I want to go big on it. I love homeschooling. Mm -hmm. I want to go big on it. I love our farm. I want to go big on it. I want to go big on all the things. And that is just not possible. But I don't like to I don't like to I don't like that. I don't like that. But but I think, you know, it is if you acknowledge different seasons of life. I mean, if you. it, it yes. you know, Even in. Yes. Sorry. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yes. That's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, if winter is OK, winter is when I will have more downtime. So that's when I get to spend more time 
at my computer working on my blog. You know, if you Mm -hmm. it's just that you can't do it all at once. And why do we you know, we talk a lot on the show about like the condition of our heart, whether it's where does modesty come from? It really comes from your heart, right? you know, your intention on things. Why this you know, I have joie de vivre. Yes, I want to do it all. I salivate to learn things and try things. And I'm not content to have other people do things for me. I want to do them. Right. But, but why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Why? Right. Is it self-idolatry? Is it, is it a fear of having downtime and contemplation, you know, like what, well, I think it's a trade off too, like, and, you know, sort out the motive and then mm-hmm. address the schedule. And, mm-hmm. and I remember my mom, I remember my mom telling me, you know, she was, I was lamenting all her, this was a long time ago. I think I only had three kids at the time, lamenting all her free time to be creative. And, yes. You know, she said the very cliche thing like that time will come again. Like you'll mm-hmm. have, more time. This no, is that's true. not the time for that. And there are seasons. If there isn't a maturity, you know, in in saying, you know what, I, you know, you're learning to make cheese right now. I know you want to be really good at it. Maybe you'll just be mediocre at it for the next 15 years. I probably will be. And yeah. when your kids graduate, then you'll, you know, or something, you know, there there will be a season of life. I think we're so like right here, right now, finite. This is my moment. I have or, to accomplish it all. You know, there'll be time or, or I won't for that. or I'll just be mediocre for the rest of my life. And you know what? That's that is okay. so OK. When I you know what yeah. cracks me up? I love and I love it. But like the Instagram bread makers who are like cutting the Mona Lisa in with sharp razor blades into the surface of their Seriously? bread. Great. Self-portrait scoring. Go for it. But you know what? You're probably not going to make bread like that if you want to make bread. And that Mm -hmm. shouldn't discourage you. It's okay to just be a mediocre bread maker. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I, and I think we have to sit with that. We have to, to tell ourselves the right story. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we can't just listen to the narrative we're given the narrative of if you're not busy or lazy, if you prioritize sleep, rest time with your family, uh, you're lazy. (laughs) Right. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're not an expert at something, right, you didn't study hard enough, you didn't work hard enough, you need to get better. Those are false narratives. Mm -hmm. Those are false narratives. And you know what? Those come with problems too. Major problems. So I think you're totally right on that. And, and, And recognizing that there are seasons. I will not, Lord willing, be homeschooling my kids forever. There will come a point where that is not right. a part of our day. And right. at that point, we have to reassess this. What is essential at that point in my life is going to be different than what is essential now. I think the pinch that I'm feeling, and this is what makes me weepy, is realizing that what I have said is essential is not what I'm doing. Hmm. And as a mom and wife, that's not enjoyable to sit with. Right. So, well, it, it's, you know, it, yeah. And then when you are doing those things that, um, that don't reflect your priorities or when mm-hmm. you're doing too much, so 
um, you don't have success in your priorities, like say homeschooling, say it's not going the way you want it to, that leads to that bitterness and over feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. kind of angry throughout the day, mm-hmm. you know, but feeling put out by people when things aren't going your way or when technology does its thing or. Right. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that he talks about in this book, I'm just going to open this up and. um Okay. He talks about at the end after identifying what is essential to you. And again, listeners, I wish I would have like, although I probably wouldn't share because it it's, you know, private, but I really identifying and really being honest with myself about what is essential and what that's going to mean in terms of actions going forward. But once you've identified those things, he talks about systems to help. And he gives this quote from Abraham Lincoln. And it says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the ax. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me think of your laundry a little bit because one of the examples that he gives, I'm just going to read it here. Um, okay, here we go. This is from uh, page 174. If you have the book in other, in other words, once you've figured out which activities and efforts to keep in your life, you have to make a system for executing them. You can't wait until the closet is bursting at the seams and then make, su- <laughs> and then make superhuman efforts to purge it. You have to have a system in place so that keeping it neat becomes routine and effortless. And then he goes on. It is human nature to want to do easy things, Uh, blah, blah, blah. So I think that is unfortunately my personal biggest struggle. And I think yours, too. It's like we have the chore charts. We've set the priorities. We've got the pit list like Mm. we know And yet those it's the small, small little details like, you know, shutting the toilet seat or flushing it or hanging your coat up or doing one load of laundry a day, let's say, and putting it away, which takes 10 minutes versus 17 loads on your floor Sunday morning when you're trying to get the kids ready for church and find their slacks in the mountain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same amount of work, different execution. Yeah. Process your thoughts out loud. (laughs) Sorry. I said, process your thoughts out loud. I love watching you when we do (laughs) podcasts like this because you just sit there and nod. It's just like Like, watching rumination. (laughs) Yeah. It's like watching a cow ruminate. Like what's exactly, but you know, (laughs) yes. And I, I like, this is a, a point of contention with Joel and I, like he'll let something go like the garage or something until you just can't, even walk through it and then it's time to clean. And I w- would be like, why wouldn't you just, you know, put yeah. your tools away kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also, I mean, I, I think we have to, because we, we do have this modern life and, and any life where things don't go like we thought it, there has to be grace for yourself too. So I, you know, with my closet, I hate a messy closet, but that we've had just so much chaos in the last two weeks, then that was something where I'm like, okay, I can let that go. I can be mature enough to like, not let it drive me crazy. There will be a time where Mm -hmm. I can go take care of that. I'm going to close the door and I'm going to go do the priority, which is weeding the onions so that I can have onions all winter long. Right. Because 
the fact is I've spent about 30 extra hours in the last 14 days at my computer than normal. And that time, like you <laughs> yeah, said, with your pie, it's coming from your somewhere. pie slices, that came from somewhere. Right. And apparently it came from my clean laundry. You know? Yep. It's so that is spot on. Mm-hmm. So let man, this is a really heavy topic. Not heavy, big. Um, mm-hmm. And we're running out of time. But I want to explore a few other ideas with it because okay. we've also been talking about these for the last couple of days. So, George, just get out of here. You don't get to have my bacon. Go upstairs. You can get your own bacon. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Refocus. Um, play versus work and space for creativity. He talks a lot about in the book about okay. how there's this myth, for example, that work is work. And the more you work, the more you get done. And play is for the birds. And I will be honest and confess that I have tended to buy into this myth. Where I just said that to you the other day. Yes, you did. From Lake Michigan, when you sent me a picture of your toes floating in the lake, and I'm not doing that. And (laughs) um, I fear that what I've done, though, is is really put a grind on on my family and just say, isn't mm-hmm. it fun? Isn't it fun that we get to go harvest our carrots? Yeah, it is. But you know what? It's work too. Mm-hmm. And what I find is that it that's not what inspires me. That's not what encourages me to keep going. You know, it that takes energy to do that work. So play versus work and making play essential, which kind of makes me happy to say. Yeah. And also kind of embarrassed because I don't really even know what that looks like for me Mm. because I've spent so much time working on the farm. (laughs) And to, but, but to give yourself also the grace that your farm is your canvas. Yes. So the lines are often blurred between work and play. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. It's very, we live, we live a very tangled mess. There is the reality because mm-hmm. we also make yeah, our living do. from our farm. Yeah. Um. But there still has to be room for <sighs> leisure, I guess is maybe a better word. Leisure is a great word. Okay. Because leisure has no um, pressure. You don't really have anything to show for it. We're having fun. We're going to go have fun. There's there's nothing to show for. I mean, yes, there's hobbies that are enjoyable, but they typically have an outcome, whether it's a dress you just sewed or a clean garden bed. Right. Or, you know, a beautiful loaf of bread. There's an outcome. But leisure, (laughs) you know, it's it's rare. I, I'm I not read good at it that that there were there wasn't even like outdoor furniture until about 100 years ago. <laughs> Seriously, I'm serious. I read that maybe 120. <laughs> but the concept of, you know, maybe aside from the rocking chair on the front porch, but the concept of being yeah. outside and and not working <laughs> and not working was like <laughs> insane. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, the pursuit of leisure. And again, that's just a, that is another lie we believe to believe that that's not a worthwhile 
pursuit. Yes. It's like going to bed early. I have in the last year really changed. I go to bed very early mm-hmm. and um, it's not always everybody's favorite. Yeah. Um, sometimes it frustrates my family. Sometimes it frustrates my friends, yes. my mom, if she wants to FaceTime me late at night. Um, I've made it a new priority mm-hmm. and I don't really have anything to show for it. Yeah. He calls that I'm- protecting the asset because you are the asset. Right. Right. In this. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to protect it so that you have pie to give away. Well, I'm going to actually before we before we go into sleep too much, I want to talk about okay. that word leisure because I knew it sparked something in, in the book. Um, mm. So this is a quote from his book, the book Essentialism. The word school is derived from the Greek word school, meaning leisure. Yet our modern school system born in the industrial revolution has removed the leisure and much of the pleasure out of learning. Sir Ken Mm -hmm. Robinson, who has made the study of creativity in schools, his life work has observed that instead of fueling creativity through play, schools can actually kill it. We have sold ourselves into a fast food model of education and it's impoverishing our spirit and our energies as much as fast food is depleting our physical bodies. Imagination is the source of every form of human achievement. And it's the one thing I believe we are systematically jeopardizing in the way we educate our children and ourselves. And I think that's, I'm obviously not just talking about school age children. I'm talking about ourselves because even though we're not in a quote Mm -hmm. school setting anymore as adults we are in that we're learning right we're always learning always learning always bringing new stuff in right and i love that imagination is the source of every form of human achievement where do you get imagination from because from time yeah you get it from contemplation and so this just comes right back around to the barrenness of a busy life Right. You know, right. And Mm. if you're 15 minutes that you sit down with your coffee in the morning, you know, okay, the kids are doing what they need to do. I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to scroll through Instagram. I'm going to see what's up. Uh, That's not space. That's not quiet contemplation. So he argues that the non-essentialist thinks that play is an unproductive waste of time. And the essentialist know that knows that play sparks exploration it sparks imagination right Mm -hmm. but i think you could argue you have to play in the right way right we have to we have to maybe redefine that term because if play is having time on facebook or catching up on the news um if that's our leisure that's not super helpful (laughs) Right. At all. At all. So how do you do that then? I mean, how do you? Frankly, like I, <laughs> I love Instagram because I get to follow Monty Don. I follow a bunch of gardeners mm-hmm. and on my good days, right, I'm too. inspired on my bad days. I, I grieve over what I've let happen in my own garden, <laughs> you know, or, mm-hmm. or what I'm not doing, or I resent having to be in cleaning out under a kid's bed from 8 billion Legos. And I'm not able to go and be out there propagating my dogwood, you know, like, mm-hmm. so for my, I think it's different for different people's personalities. Stu is completely unaffected by stuff like that. Like it doesn't even come into his periphery at all. So, I mean, I, I would love to to 
to, I'll be so bold. I would love to just like not even have my smartphone. I, I am not, I should not have one. I am, I am not a responsible <laughs> smartphone owner. I love my phone. I love what it can do. I love using the maps thing or like looking up restaurants, you yeah. know, when we're traveling or I love being able right. to FaceTime my family or you name it, but it has a bite. It's like we were talking about earlier. There's always a trade-off. There's always a bite. The trade-off is people are addicted to them like they are cocaine. I mean, truly, they cannot not be in the same room as them. It just, this is like a six-hour podcast. There's so much to talk about here. Because, like, we could just go down this rabbit trail. Seriously. I, I'll i say to Joel The phone rabbit trail? Um, <laughs> yeah, the phone, the phone rabbit trail. But I'll say to Joel... Uh, I wonder, I wonder what my parents' divorce did to me. Like, I wonder who Angela would be without my parents having had divorced. And in that same line, I will say, I wonder who Angela is without her iPhone. Exactly. I don't even fancy... I don't even fancy myself that addicted to it because it actually really gets on my nerves. I don't I have all the I don't have any notifications, no pop ups. I don't like the noise on the keyboard, like when people have it set to make the noise like do, 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 do while mm-hmm. you're texting. That mm-hmm. triggers me. Mm-hmm. I don't like extra stimulation like that. Um, but I do probably yeah. twice a day. Just give a few whiz flips yeah. through Instagram and maybe I'll check the headlines yep. and or check your email, right? Yep. Check my email. You know, like who, yep. Who am I? But, if there but, isn't that stupid little distraction to reach for on the kitchen counter, you know, and what is that doing to me? Like what, who, who would I be without that? <laughs> and, and frankly, just, like life is short. My, my brain and, like, works that way. And I always no, start yeah. with my, my parents divorce. And then like, you can take modern things. Who would I be without Yep. What kind of a person am I without X, Y, Z having happened or X, Y, Z having input into my life? For example, and I for think example, you really start going on. down that road. Then you start like clearing some major headspace and it can get a little scary. But, you know, you're going to start dividing your pie up a little differently if you keep walking down that. Yeah, you are. That but road, I thought about you know? this because yeah. I had a friend yesterday who had a baby. OK, non-smartphone Shay would write her in cursive a beautiful congratulations card and I would go take it to her house with some flowers. Smartphone Mm -hmm. Shay has the ability to send her a text message in two seconds with a funny GIF or whatever. Um, I love GIFs, by the way, or GIFs, however you say it. I love them. They're so I don't know how to say it, but I love them. But would Shay do the card and the flowers or does she do the text because it's easier? So is it better than nothing? Or does it make her a lazy, lazier version of herself? Hey, I have tears in my eyes now. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Told you I'm like a perimenopausal hormonal mess. All this bleep makes me cry. Because that's what I want to know. You And we won't know. We, we, won't, talk- we won't know because we... We are enslaved to them. And you know what? Drug addicts mm. don't like their drug. They get annoyed by it, but they're still a slave mm-hmm. to it. 
Hmm. And so back to your original question. I mean, this is kind of bold, but like, I kind of want to know, I want to know enough that I'm almost willing to, to let it go because it's not essential. I have a computer. I have the ability to do Uh everything I would do on my smartphone. Just less in just less conveniently. Yeah, I might have to walk to my office. Yeah. But that means, you know, there's no Instagram stories going up from out in the garden or, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. But is that OK? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this really. You know, we talked about this last week when I was just raging over technology <laughs> problems because I really felt like they were stealing it was stealing my joy. I, you know, this kind of goes back to that, the alone program that you were watching. And I love like survival, like Bear Grylls, you know, I, and you know, you, you and I are both outlander addicts and, you know, all this kind of stuff that steals your joy and, and makes you wonder like, who, who am I really? Um, you know, who am I really? Fist? Like, that's the question. Yeah. Who am I really? But I don't know if we can answer these other questions about the pursuit of less within the world of homemaking without um, setting some things aside. Well, and that that's the problem, Angela. That's where I that's where I'm caught, because, again, what I have said I, I are essential to me. A, for example, a safe and joyful home. Mm hmm. In homeschooling, educating my children. And I don't mean just at the table for schoolwork, but a lifestyle of education, that atmosphere and lifestyle for my children, growing our food and opening our home for fellowship. Like I've said all these things and yet, and yet in order to trim the fat, as it were to truly just focus on the essential things, Mm-hmm. would be a bloodbath. <laughs> and I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. And that's why I haven't done mm-hmm. it. And that's why I've continued to live in frustration. <laughs> 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 I mean, and truly, like, again, you guys, I'm just going to be honest here because that's the point of this podcast. Um, I sit a lot with the guilt of feeling like I'm part of the problem. As a, I hate this word, you guys know, but like as an influencer, as a blogger, Mm -hmm. I I get all kinds of great messages of like, okay, we're farming now. And, you know, I know how to butcher a chicken and thanks for the jam recipe. But I so in my core never want to be a part of the problem, a part of the hindrance for somebody in their home. Oh, isn't that lovely? Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't the your life just that makes precious? Isn't that just sick. precious? It makes me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, I can't, I don't like to even think about that. Because, I know. You know, I get the like, thanks, you know, you've inspired me to be more feminine or, you know, like, oh, yeah. like what you're saying, then that you've inspired me here. I feel encouraged there, blah, 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 blah. But God forbid a fellow woman hopped on Instagram and saw 
I don't know. Okay. You know, I take selfies because that's what social influencers, (laughs) whatever we're called do, you know? So what if I was just having a good day and she was having a really bad day and some stupid picture of me with my red lipstick made her feel bad. I can't even think about that. That would break my heart. Yeah. I don't like you're saying, I don't. But, and so, but isn't it going to take, know, even in divor- divorcing certain things, like we're, in, I don't want to like make this about you and I, it's about other people, but like we're in a uniquely tight spot because that is how we make a living. <laughs> and yeah. so again, I think it comes circles back around to your motive and your heart. If I am reaching for my phone out of uh, a lack of self-control or a desire to um, check out because my kids are squabbling over in the corner. You know, I think yeah. I, I, I just feel like so many things for me come, come back around to my heart. Yeah. What is my motive? And mm. it's, it's good. I love our work and I, and I do mm-hmm. give deep thanks for it, but then you also have to check yourself there even because there are influencers who take it really, really far, who, you know, manipulate their life to make it look one way, who um, there's so much behind the scenes fakeness to it all. Right. And there's just a love Mm -hmm. of money and a love of um, self and a love of influence and power and importance. And if you don't check it, those loves can, can drive the train. So it is about your heart position, I think, to those things. Um, And frankly, we're human. We're faulty. Uh, We have very um, set sort of things like we know our weaknesses, right? We know that Mm -hmm. that people Mm -hmm. tend to really like power and money and self, for example. So are we setting up our essential things? Are we the better, not more, right? Living with less, Mm -hmm. The pursuit of less. I I think my guard would be like, we have to be willing then to accept what that means. So that might mean less money. That might mean less importance in your community or in your job or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That might mean that for you. And like getting to the point where you're okay with that. Right. Or, or just to say a homemaker for who doesn't work at all, like maybe your maybe one of your love languages is, is having people over, but it also is taxing to your family, right? Everything has a bite. So if you give extra percentage to opening your home for fellowship, maybe you lose this percentage of, you know, one-on-one time with your children, let's say, or something like that. You, Mm -hmm. you might have to just sit with being thought of less as, you know, quote, the hospitality queen, uh, You might have to be willing to let that go if it's essential for you to have that time with your children. I've had to do that. That, That's actually a particular thing I've had to do. I love having people over. It stresses my family out. Mm -hmm. It's a lot for a family with six kids to get the house toilets down and get it cleaned up and get it like decent. Cause the fact is we live here really hard. There's eight of us here all (laughs) the time and it does stress my family out. So I, that is something I've given up a bit to a Mm -hmm. certain extent. Like I'd like to have people over 
you know, once or twice a week. And it's just, yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. <sighs> once again, like we're mm. 20 minutes over and we didn't, I feel like we didn't even. <laughs> Are we really? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a conversation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, it's a conversation. This is, well, yeah. And this is an, ex, this is an extension of things you and I have been dealing with this year and, or this, this year, this week, the last couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. it's like other conversations we've had on this show where we're not necessarily going to come to a conclusion, but we can encourage each other to, um, give, give grace mm-hmm. and, and reassess, uh, man. That's if things reassess. don't work and like you, you said, have choices, you're, we're not talking about arriving. Yeah. I just want to keep saying yeah. that on this show. And now I might start crying again. Yeah. We're not talking about arriving. Yeah. We're not talking about that there will come a day where every day you get up and do your hair and makeup and you rock your red lips or that your closet will never be messy again or you'll have all your homeschool binders organized and the bread will always be started the night before. We are not talking about arriving. Yeah. Not That's at all. Not at all. Not what we're doing. We're but- we're here to encourage each other and like you said to to reassess and and you know what? Life is a fast moving train. And you mentioned this a while ago. You will have to reassess and reassess often because mm-hmm. your needs change and your family's needs change. And life is always moving forward yep. and ebbing and flowing. Yep. So I love this quote and this is a good way to end it. Um, he says, the ability to choose cannot be taken or given away. It can only be forgotten. And I think that's important because you know what, if you're stressed and you're on the verge of tears all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and your aroma of your home is is not what you want it to be, if you're, if your situation is like, do you have choices? They're going to be hard choices. There's going to be sacrifices. It will be a bloodbath, but mm-hmm. it's only in doing that, that you can get down to what's essential. Right. And that you can actually make change. So cue the music, Mr. Elliot. Cue the music. Because George is in the background and she's already dancing. Because we weep (laughs) for the end of our show. Let's just get it out. Um, (laughs) Ladies, if you found anything edifying in this conversation whatsoever or it struck a chord, please remember that sharing is caring. And we would love for you to share this podcast, share the link or just tell the name to somebody that you know who you think would appreciate it. And of course, at least for the time being, visit us over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast because you never know when we're just going to flush the smartphones down the toilet and decide to go off grid. It might happen. We have one life to live. One life. I don't really want to eat squirrel, though. You know what? I think I I would. Squirrel. I don't know. Though every time I watch those shows, I'm like, you guys know you can domesticate animals. Like I'd get a breeding pair of squirrels. I'd make them have little squirrel babies. <laughs> That's what I would do. You can domestic. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know we're gonna get messages. Like, I know. Squirrel's sorry. really good. Sorry. It's got to be good. People have been no, eating it I forever. No, I would totally eat squirrel. I would totally eat squirrel. Uh, I just I don't understand how the whole rabies thing works. You know, can you can you cook rabies out? Uh, yes. I don't know. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Want to know? <laughs> um, do show some love to our sponsors. Visit toopsandco.com yes. and jovialfoods.com. If you're not sure, if you don't remember coupon codes or spelling, just visit our website as I flick my fork off my desk. Uh, homemakerchicpodcast.com. All the information and coupon codes for our sponsors are there. 
and you'll find the show notes there as well. So if you wanted to remember anything we talked about or any links, you can check those out there. Yeah, we'll have a look. Uh, we, we'll have a link for your book, Shay. You're flipping oh, forks. Yes. I'm flipping my tongue. I can't talk. Yeah. Tell us the name of that book. It is again, Essentialism. And I'll put a link in the show Essentialism. Notes. New York Times bestseller. Uh, I keep it on my desk because I need to hit myself over the head with it, obviously, more often than I do. I love this gonk. Gonk. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, let's go pursue less. <sighs> Ouch. This is going to hurt. It's going to hurt, <laughs> but it's a good thing. All right, ladies. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.